So we've been doing these little mini episodes, counting down the uh, Songcraft 12 Days of Christmas, spotlighting 12 holiday classics. Today is the ninth day of the Songcraft Christmas countdown, and we're doing something a little interesting today because we're actually launching this mini episode, and in addition, uh, later today, we're going to be launching a full episode uh, with Walter Afanasyev, and Walter is the writer of All I Want for Christmas is You, um, which is truly a modern day standard. Um, what we've done in the past with our Christmas episodes is we've talked to multiple writers in a single episode about their well-known holiday song. Walter has done so many things that we thought we can't let this guy get away and only talk to him about one song. I mean, you know, the man produced my heart will go on by Celine Dion for goodness sakes. So <laughs> there's so many other things we want to talk about. So we thought, okay, this year we're going to talk to Walter about some of his Christmas stuff, but also some of the other amazing things that he's done in his career. So we urge you, if you enjoy hearing Walter talk about All I Want for Christmas is You, this is just the tip of the iceberg. So go check out that full episode later today and hear more about Walter and his career. It's really incredible. Yeah. And this particular Christmas song, I, I feel like this is one, obviously it's been around for you know a couple of decades now, but in the last few years, it's just zoomed to the front of the pack, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is one of those songs that it, all, all the other challengers have fallen away. I mean, yeah. I feel like this is this is the, you know, I mean, this song's 25 years old now. It's It's been around a while, but I, I can't think of any song, any other song that has emerged in the last 25 years that uh, even comes close. Now, I... I would imagine this isn't technically Mariah's biggest hit in terms of chart position, you know, sales or whatever. Yeah. But in terms of association, are we getting to that point? Yeah. I mean, it might be that this is, you know, I mean, she had a lot of hits. But if you said to me, quick, name five Mariah Carey hits, this one would probably come to mind first. Is there any other artist that's that big that may have a Christmas song be their kind of most associated song Nat King Cole was he well, uh, yes he's like legendary but uh, can you name that many more Nat King Cole songs though well I can't name that many more Mariah Carey songs I can <laughs> but that just maybe I'm just an, an MTV well kid. I mean Nat King Cole Route 66 I mean he had a lot of yeah it's true yeah. I, mean, I, I can name L- a lot of L-O-V-E songs. I mean you know a lot of big, well that's true yeah that's true but I would still say the Christmas song. But I don't mean to invalidate your point. My, it point, certainly is, my point is well taken, right? It, your point is well taken. Yeah. I don't, I don't mean to quarrel with you at this I, time enough. of the year. Enough. Seriously, look, man. man. Uh, if it's, are we going to do this it's again? It's lunch or it's like, where are we going <sighs> to Here know, we go. Put me uh, out it's like, garage, we start COVID this podcast or, together and then it's this whole right. thing. Oh, dude. No, hey. Not, not in front of the listeners. Oh, sorry, guys. You know what? Uh, <laughs> we still love each other very much, and yep. uh, it's not your fault. So, um, <laughs> jeez, <laughs> too well, dark. <laughs> yeah, always. But um, you know, I, I did watch the "All I Want for Christmas Is You" Christmas special with the kids um, a couple weeks ago, and a, a whole new generation. I can tell you, a whole new generation of listeners is about to jump onto this song because my kids can't get enough of it yeah your, your girls are, are mariah devotees now they love it and, and i think it's it's possible that that's why this song is at number one yeah you know even right now yeah this this song i think uh did not go to number one when it was originally released it went to number one on the billboard holiday charts but it didn't go to number one on the billboard pop charts until 
uh, I think it was 2019. It was like, it holds the Guinness book of world records from the longest time to release date to hitting number one on the billboard chart, but it, it did it again this month. So, uh, you know, number one billboard pop chart single. So this might be a songcraft first that we are, uh, speaking with a writer who currently has the number one song in the country. Wow. Yeah, it is a song crap first. Yeah, even if that song is is uh, twenty five years old. So, well, hey, congratulations yeah. to you on that. Hey, you know, I think it's really all about me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. time uh, i know for mariah uh, is a very special time uh for 26 years now it's um and it's because of that song all i want for christmas is you we were uh we were sort of in a very very strong uh very meaningful writing production partnership uh for a couple of years uh at the time and it, it started to get very very um successful i mean she was by far, one of the, if not still, you know, top five artists with so many number ones. Um, and come 1994-ish, 1994 was around, I think, after her two albums. Maybe it was after three albums. But certainly it wasn't at that time uh, something an artist just starting out like she was to do a Christmas album. It wasn't it wasn't the thing you do mm. back then. It's the thing you do now because of all the successful Christmas albums, starting with Mariah Carey, Michael <laughs> Bublé, Josh Groban, all the pentatonics, yeah. that you can get really, really great success out of a Christmas album. But back then, it was usually something an artist would do kind of maybe towards the end of their you know career because yeah. um, you don't want to end up in the Christmas bin in the back of Tower Records <laughs> on sale for three ninety nine. Right. You know? So uh so it was kind of a bold move and Columbia said, Yeah, go for it. Let's let's get a Christmas album going. So Mariah, who is uh I mean, she loves Christmas like nobody else. It's uh her favorite holiday. And she said, Why don't we write a few songs? So let's let's write three songs. It's a good good number. And the way I think of things is I said to her, look, Mariah, there's kind of like three groups of Christmas standards, Christmas songs that people listen to. There's that fun, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, Jingle Bells, that kind of a Christmas song. Right. Uplifting, usually up-tempo. Why don't we write one like that? And then I go, there's another... uh, style of Christmas songs that people love, and that's the more religious kind of Noel, Hark to Herald Angels, you know, that kind of a song. Why don't we write a beautiful song with, you know, Jesus and the religious uh, undertone? So we wrote the song Jesus Born on This Day, 
And then I go, why don't we do a, a beautiful kind of more like I'll be home for Christmas, a romantic sort of like that post during World War II, post World War II um, kind of a song. So we wrote Miss You Most at Christmas. And we were kind of saying, yeah, uh, we're such good writers. We're all you know, we've written so many beautiful songs together. No problem there. So I remember her and Tommy, her husband, they had this beautiful house they rented and they had a piano and they uh, asked me to come to New York um, and I went and that's how I did it. I used to always go to New York to write with Mariah. Right. Um, either I would live in their house uh, as you know a house guest and we would write or I would stay in a hotel and get together with her in studios uh, in Manhattan. We were right that way. This particular time, I was staying in this home as a guest, and we started to write. Fairly, uh, fairly simple. In this particular case, I remember playing like more of a rock piano hmm. thing. It was more like a boogie woogie, like boom button, 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 that kind of a thing. And it was like you know, boom and kind of going for that old school rock Christmas, you know, feel. Right. Yeah. And if you listen to her uh, her melody of the verse, it's kind of reminiscent of what my bass line was mm. going on. Yeah. I don't wanna. So it, it so it was kind of a cool thing, but very simple uh, pattern after the idea that we're going to do something. Which, if you think about everyone, listen to all your famous Christmas songs. They're pretty much never uh, at the moment style of music, like the flavor of the month or, you know, we weren't trying to write whatever that flavor of the month was. Mariah wasn't trying to get on the radio with some more of a hip hop or R&B or pop, although Miss You Most of Christmas was a pretty pop song. So it, it, if you think about it, all these songs have one thing in common. They're really old school, either, you know, Rocking around the Christmas tree, you know. Like, there's like Brenda Lee. There's all these like really cool rock style songs, you know, the Phil right. Spector songs or whatever. And I think our mind was just kind of naturally taken to that style mm. and that sort of genre of of a song. So, and that's how we kind of came up with this really cool thing. And then I always put in my, uh, I'll always try to get a little more off the beaten path. I I, I always like to stick a a cooler chord or, you know, uh, something that you wouldn't really always hear. That's kind of what we used to do is that she, I would always try to impress her with <laughs> some chord changes that weren't like what you would expect. Right. So if you listen to All I Want for Christmas, there's a few of these chords here and there that uh, achieve that. It's not just your regular, you know, uh, rock and roll chord progression. It's It's got these really cool diminished and minor sixth and, all these kind of interesting things that we, um, I played and she loved. Yeah. No different than any of our other songs that we've ever written together, which was always the same thing. Very, yeah. very uh, chemically kind of uh, connected, uh, uh, really, really wonderful um, process of writing with her. Hmm. So yeah. basically after this uh, initial idea of sorts came out, uh, for All I Want for Christmas is You, um, is this is how I remember it, is that I then always did what I do, which is after writing uh, ideas, I would go back home to San Francisco, where I lived, 
and go into my studio and start putting a track together. Right. So all I want for Christmas is you was it, it, it was it's all sequ it's all synthesizer sequence computer. You know, there's there's no live musicians on that song except for vocals. <laughs> so I went home and I started, you know, picking out sounds and my drum sounds, my bass sound, my all my little parts and sequenced the keyboard piano part and you know, came up with that little bell intro, kind of came up with that tubular bell slower verse in the beginning of the song and and I remember trying to second guess her timing. Like mm. I know uh it might have even have been my idea to come up with that slow sort of like conducted, not in tempo, I don't want to lie, you know, that whole intro yeah. kind of verse. Yeah. Um, and then the tempo starts. And then the song starts chugging along after that. So it was like a hit or miss. I didn't know if she was going to love it or like it or whatever. But I put this track together, and I actually thought we were going to re-record it with real live musicians I think they might have even tried it, but it just didn't come out the same. You know, the, that computerized version kind of kind of made a little more sense to use. Hmm. That's that's amazing to me because when I when I hear that record, like it to me, it has echoes of that. Phil Spector wall of sound and I'm picturing like this room full of like there's two bass players and there's like you know all this stuff and so you're saying that the that the record of all I want for Christmas is you that that we all know is basically not a room full of musicians that you you created all that all those tracks yeah but here's the thing I wanted to create that wall of sound Phil Spector mm. yeah because some of this album if you you know know the album and Mariah loved you know, uh, Ronnie Spector, Phil Spector, that old school sound that, you know, I mean, she was a, you know, East Coast girl who grew up with her Christmas songs, favorite Christmas songs. A lot of it is gospel, you know, influenced because of yeah. the way she loved gospel music and very church, you know, the way she did Silent Night. There's really just such a potpourri of beautiful styles on that album. But when we went for this one, the up-tempo of the... Th three original songs it was absolutely phil specter in my head in her mind let's do that big wall of sound thing with the tubular bells and the timpanis and the and the you know barry sax and the whole you know like as if you had 20 guys in the room yeah um probably thought maybe we were gonna have 20 guys in the room at one point later on in new york but in the meantime i would always put it into my computer and just kind of do a demo if you will, or, you know, the kind of like a sketch of it. And it just kind of stuck. This cool, you know, little track that I did mimicking that wall of sound. Yeah. yeah. So and wow. she, she, she and I kept it. And then, you know, the, the vocals came later. The lyrics were written over the course of a, I, I can't remember exactly how long it took, but I remember, she, you know, a couple of phone calls. She would call me and go, hey, She'd call me Waldo. Hey, Waldo, what do you think of this? Reindeer click. Can you use the word click in a song? And I would, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, like she, 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 you know, she was really careful and caring always about her lyrics. I don't want a lot for Christmas. 